We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. The Denisons, the Denisons, the busiest in the biz. You do know who it is, it's Dennis Quaid. That's him. This is Dennis Quaid, and today I'm talking to the newest real housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet. Her American dream story from Haiti to Hollywood is as interesting as it is inspiring. Won't you join us? You look fantastic. I had press to do today. I am so sick of doing my own glam and my own lighting and my own production. I'm so over it. Let me say merry, happy, whatever. <laughs> oh, merry, happy, whatever. We did a series together we for sure Netflix. We did. Your first called Merry, Happy, out. Whatever. Yeah, and you, we were love interests. We were very fun. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually fun. I really mean, I've been a, big, I've been a fan me. of yours. I've been a fan of yours for, I mean, forever. And so to get to work with you, sometimes you don't want to work with people that you actually admire because you're afraid they're not going to live up to it or they're going to be just assholes. Can I say that on your podcast? Um, and you were a breath of fresh air. You were so fun. You were so um, easy to get to know. And I have to say hats off to you for that. I was so thankful to have you there. So they, that was my very first, like, sitcom. I, yeah. And so I was probably the least experience of anybody in the cast doing that, really. And so it was, it was like a really quick tutorial to, oh, to do that. But, uh, but that. That was really a great three months. And too bad the series didn't go for a yeah. second. But there you have it. There you have it. That's Hollywood, right? Yeah. But uh, you are uh, on... Uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. How about In that? In fact, you got, uh, I remember towards the end of shooting, that's when you got the call that you you got it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right at the end of us uh, shooting our film. I think around the rap party, actually. And I remember my manager calling me saying, there's some interest in you for Beverly Hills. We're going to pass, but I just wanted to let you know. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, um, let me sit with this for a moment. And I've always been in the mindset of like, always wanting to try new things. You know, I've hosted TV shows, I'm an author, I produce films. I, I always feel like, what's next? And now at my, you know, stage in life, you know, I'm single, my kids are 12, my twins are 12. I know you have twins too. Um, it just felt like, why not? And it keeps me in LA because so many times you know, as actors, we're always away. And I feel like my kids are in middle school. It's about to be drug, sex, and rock and roll. Mama needs to be home. <laughs> well, you are a Renaissance woman. It is true. <laughs> Thank you. you uh, you're willing to take on anything. You're so game 
that's that's one of the qualities that just that, that I love about you. Your 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 game for for anything to to try anything. Yeah, like, and I found that out by working with you. Oh well, thank you. I yeah. feel like you know what I've been so lucky to come to the United States. I'm an immigrant. I was born in Haiti. I didn't know a word of English until I watched Sesame Street, um, and I almost feel like it's I'm living the American dream, but it's also my right to try everything because I have the opportunities. Right. You know, so and, like, and they come. Yeah. And I, I would like to get into all that with you, in fact, I mean, your history and, and where you come from, because I find it so fascinating. And you really are uh, a story of the American dream. You really, really are. I, I really <laughs> am. <laughs> and, you know, get up, up to, uh, you know, coming to America, which is coming out. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully this summer. Oh my God, uh, I know. That was, and, uh, uh, but you've had a, an incredible story. You have an incredible story. Uh, beginning with, you were born in Haiti. Mm -hmm. And uh, you moved to Massachusetts. I sure With did. your mom and how many siblings did there's, you have? There's seven of us, but my mom oh. did it in spurts. <laughs> So she came out, she came to America first and got like yeah. paperwork, got a job, you know, the whole thing and left us in Haiti for about a year and a half. And let me tell you, like you, where you're a kid and your mom is like gone for a year and a half. Yeah. My sisters became my mom because, you know, they were older, they were taking care of us. So at the age of seven, my mom moved me and two of my sisters to the States. And right. the dead of winter, we moved to Massachusetts of all oh, places. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never seen snow. No snow. <laughs> never seen snow. Never seen white people. I was like, "What is going wow. on?" She snapped, and she's killing. She's about to kill us. <laughs> I, well, no what, I would like to know your memories of uh, of Haiti as a girl. What did your father was a, was he a lawyer? He was a lawyer. He left. He what left kind of law? Um, you know what, in Haiti, I don't think they divide it that way. I don't yeah. think it's like entertainment or you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. You help anyone yeah. out. Was but he involved like, in government or anything like that? A little bit in government, but he left when I was three. So I didn't really have a relationship with him uh, until he came back into my life when I was 14. But my memories of Haiti was, you know, when you're a kid, you only know what you know. So I mm. had fun. I would go see my grandmother in St. Mark, which is a sort of like a village outside of Port-au-Prince. And for me, I, I have fond memories, you know, of Haiti. So um, going back now, I went back last year and I took my boys and it's so different. It's so different, obviously, after the earthquake. How so? Well, just, you know, the poverty hasn't changed. And even after mm. the earthquake, um, with all the help, with all the, you know, funds that were raised, I feel like it doesn't go to the people. It just goes to the politicians. And that's kind of the, the same old thing that is, has always been. And, uh, uh, Haiti is at a, a very interesting, very interesting past. It was the, uh, first, uh, it has slave revolution in 1791. It was the first to, uh, a Western country actually, to uh, overcome slavery, uh, in fact, uh, back then. And uh, I think when you were born, it was kind of the transition between Papa Doc and Baby Doc, That's I exactly believe, right? right? That's exactly and, right. And at that time, I think the United States had opened up immigration uh, again to, which probably, I guess, allowed your your mom to uh, 
to come there. Yeah. She picked Massachusetts because of Well, it's so funny because family. we have family there. And also, yeah. we had family there. And education is big in the Haitian community. And so she wanted to go finish her nursing school and, you know, continue that. And, you know, basically, we had family there. But after a while, she was like, it's too cold. We're moving to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, enough of this. Enough of this snow. So we moved to Miami. And so I you was were about, about how old when you were? I yeah. was around 16. Ooh, about yeah. 16 and a half. Mm. We moved to Miami. And then from You there, had dreams of being a model at that time? Well, I didn't even know what or model an was. But, but people would say to my mom, she should be a model. And we didn't know what that was. And so um, one day I was dating this guy. Who is another story? He's gay now, but he wasn't gay then, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe I turned him gay. I don't know. Um, he he was doing. Uh, he was going to be an extra in a commercial. And he said, "Do you want to be an extra?" And I said, "What's that?" And so he told me, and it was an orange juice commercial in on Miami Beach for two days. And I said, "Yeah, no problem." So day two, we're about to wrap, and one of the leads of the commercial was this beautiful black girl. And so I went up to her and I said, hey, I want to do what you're doing. How can I do that? Dennis, she was not having me. She was like, you're on your own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need the competition around here. Exactly. She didn't need my competition. <laughs> so I found out who uh, the agency was that she was with. So one day I asked my mom to borrow her car. I drove to, it was in Fort Lauderdale. I'm mm. driving to Fort Lauderdale. I get to Fort Lauderdale. I don't have an appointment, nothing, no, nothing. I'm just going there, being ballsy. And so I stop at a red light. And when I stop at the red light, I sort of poke my head out the window of my car, my just to see if my if I needed more makeup, lipstick, whatever. So look in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I'm looking in the mirror yeah. outside yeah. the car. Exactly. And so and then I decide, okay, I'm gonna get more lipstick. So as I'm reaching for my lipstick, a hand comes in the car and scares the shit out of me. Because I'm at a light. I'm the only one in the car, right? So it was the woman in the car behind me. She saw when I leaned outside the window. She goes, you should be a model. She gives me her a card. It's Irene Marie, the agency that I was going to. It was the owner of the agency wow. behind me at the light. Wow. How about that? Wow. That's not a coincidence. No. You can't no. write that. <laughs> it's not no. a coincidence. So... Now, of course, I show up to the agency. I've got a card, and I'm like, "Hey, Irene Marie told me to come in." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wow! It, yeah, what so a great first—that's a first interview you had. It, it in my right? car. Yeah, how about incredible? That? Incredible. So then I was with them for about six months, and I leaned forward, you know, towards the country looking for new models. And she came, and I went and met with her, and I I leaned forward, said to my mom she should come to New York. And my mother said, okay. So at 17, I moved to New York City. I lived did you with live I, with her? I lived with Eileen Ford. I sure did until the model's apartment, until there was vacancy because it was all booked when I moved to right. New York. Wow. So I lived with Eileen Ford. How about that? She... <laughs> yeah, exactly. She really, she just really kind of took you under her wing. And yeah. uh, you, uh, you had a very successful modeling career. I did. I was really one of the lucky ones um, that I started working right away. It was really cool. And you were like, what, 17, 18 years old? Yeah. Doing this. And you go to New York. And this would be, I, I would guess, in the uh, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, so you, did you start having uh, 
acting ambitions at that time? No, I mean, I was modeling for, you know, a long time. And then, you know, then people started saying, oh, would she do this? I did an episode of uh, The Cosby Show. I did a music video with Michael Mann. So because of that music video for Peter Wolf, I don't know if you remember Peter Wolf. Um, yeah. Rock and roll star. Anyways, I did a video, music video for him. And then Michael Mann directed that video. And then he gave me a part in Miami Vice. And so that sort of, you know, parts sort of, started happening miami vice was your first show first yeah, acting that was my, experience yeah, and what sure. did you play i played a squatter it was a family that was living in this abandoned building and i played it they were haitian so i yeah. played a haitian squatter <laughs> <laughs> well you were also in new york in the 80s mm -hmm. that must have been that was, a, I was there, New York in the 80s. It was a Were pretty you? wild time, yes. It was uh, wild. Up until AIDS. And that yeah, okay. Sort of that the, really the sexual revolution of the sure. 80s. But it, it was a pretty wild time and a great time to be in New York at that it time. It was a, oh my God, it was such a wild time. I mean, I remember leaving the house at 11 p.m. to go out and, you know, going mm. to breakfast after the club. Right. Now I'm like, you want me to have dinner at nine? That's so late. <laughs> yeah, I used to like, I was doing a play. I was doing uh, True West with my brother in, in New York in the 80s. And I remember I would sleep until like noon every day. And right. I would, had one little window outside. of It was either gray or black or blue. And I knew what kind of a day it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Club 50, you know, uh, 54 area, mm. all those clubs that were really, mm. really popular. And. It was, it was well, fun times. Maybe I saw you there. Maybe. Wouldn't maybe. that be funny if there's a yeah. picture somewhere where... Maybe not. I, I don't think I would have forgotten you if I had uh, seen you. You're Just sweet. Just for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're very sweet. But you got into Miami Vice, and mm -hmm. you and did that really pique your interest? That you, that maybe this yeah. acting stuff is for me? It was kind of more long-term? and. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought, you know, well, what would I do next? I didn't want to go to med school. I didn't want to do anything like that. And acting just felt like it was the next transition after modeling mm -hmm. you know, or with while I was modeling. Yeah. But did you, did this, like, what about Don Johnson? Did, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don Johnson was definitely a player. Um, it was such a boy set. I mean, it was really, that yeah. set was, you know, the guys ruled. And there were beautiful women everywhere. Just like when we did Coming to America. I mean, like any beautiful black woman was on that set, you know, between Eddie Murphy and John Landis, you know, they recruited, you know, some beautiful right. women. Um, but yeah, that was really some fun times. And um, yeah, that was a really, Eddie was, that was the very height of what Eddie was doing back in the 80s. And uh, he was such, on such a roll. Uh, I remember it was, he got some deal with Paramount. It was like the first to get like $15 million a movie. It was just that, it was incredible what was yeah. going on with him. And just like a streak. Well, I know Craig Brewer. Uh, I've got awesome. A, uh, doing a movie with him, The Charlie Pride Story, in <gasps> fact. Yeah, and uh, such a great guy. He and, is uh, such you, a great guy. Yeah. So it, to be back on that set 30 years later with, with Eddie was incredible, was incredible. I mean, everybody, first of all, black don't crack. We all looked good. <laughs> we all looked the same. So jealous. <laughs> but, 
But we were just so happy to be there. It was like surreal that we were back. And Craig was such a fan of the movie that his energy just made, it was just really great. I'm a big mm. fan of Craig Brewer. I can't wait to see what you guys yeah. do together. He's a great uh, guy. It's going to be, it's going to be real something. Yeah. He's a really fantastic guy. Yeah. yeah. So I guess with, with coming to America, you've got an agent, I guess, by this time, like a real <laughs> agent, right? Yes. Yeah. I got a real agent by this time. I moved to LA um, in 91, around there, and uh, started like taking acting really seriously and taking classes and, you know, doing the whole, doing the rounds. Yeah. And uh, so you also have, what, a 27-year-old son? I do, who now like me, has a child. My son, Jack. Right. Is, like yeah. the tree. That's right. Yeah. Only I'm not a grandfather yet. You are a grandmother. <laughs> I am. Does that, that sink in? It's so crazy to me. It's so crazy. Um, I am, but I'm really happy. It's a blessing, and Oliver is so happy. And I think whenever a new, a new life happens, especially now in the life that we're living in, I think it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. With Tell me about your first relationship with your dad. Was was that? kind of through acting class or around um, It was kind of through on uh, 34th Street. I ran into him. I came from, I came out of Macy's with a bunch of bags in my hand and I bumped into him. And that's how we met. Really? <laughs> my first, yeah, my first husband. And uh, it was, we got married. I mean, I was young. My parents, you know, when I was with my parents, Haitian parents are very strict, especially with their daughters. So I wasn't allowed to date when I was home. So I think it was kind of like, oh my God, a man. And so we got married two months after we met, which was ridiculous. Um, and then we had Oliver. Just like that, just a whirlwind. Yeah. So your your parents restricted that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you grow up Catholic? Or yeah. Did, yeah, absolutely. So you had strict upbringing as far as boys and all that and following the rules of... 1,000%. The way, the way it was supposed to be yeah. and all that. And I think those rules actually helped me when I was in New York because I could have become this wild girl, you know? And I think those yeah. rules were good for me, uh, looking back. But at the time when I was, you know, when I was home, they were super strict. I couldn't talk to a boy. I couldn't have phone calls. You know, it just wasn't, you get married, you leave the house when you get married. So the fact that my mom let me go to New York at the age of 17 was just mind boggling. No one understood right. that she trusted that, but you know, again, an yeah. opportunity she saw for me. Just a really strong sense of family. Yeah. So sure. you're, so you're living in New York still at this time when you, when you had your, First son, yeah, correct? I had Oliver at. Uh, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on the? It's like 91? ninety one, yeah, ninety no, ninety ninety two, because that's when Jack was born, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Oliver's twenty eight now. He's uh, was born. Okay, right? yeah. So ninety one, um, ninety one. So yeah, had him there, and then moved to L A when he was six months old. And you know how L.A. is about schools. So we take him to the pediatrician and he's six months. And the pediatrician goes, so what are you thinking about schools for him? And I'm like, are you kidding? He's drooling. We're not thinking about schools. The West Side. Were you on the West Side or something? Yes, or what? Exactly. Oh, yeah, of course. And I'm like, yeah, oh, my West God. Side L.A. schools. Yeah, you got to get it. Where you get into like preschool determines where you're going to go to college. Right, in, exactly. In West LA. For some reason, list. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. The parental like, guilt over all that. <laughs> exactly. 
drives me crazy. And, uh, me too. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so we moved and he was six months old and we've been in LA ever since. Your first marriage, when did that end? Um, that ended when we moved to LA. That was another thing. When we signed Oliver up for school, they were like, child resides with whom? And I thought, wow, that's like so bold that it's on an application, right? Right. But because, you know, family split up a lot of the times. So um, we were here for quite a while. And then our marriage just, we didn't know each other enough. You know what I mean? I mean, uh -huh. we didn't know each other. We were growing in different ways. And um, was he an actor too? Or was he? No, in... he wasn't in the business at all. He wasn't. Yeah. Business. But we have a great relationship. Yeah. yeah. So the reason for actually moving to California was because of I guess your career mostly. Yeah, mostly for yeah. my career, and also we didn't want to raise Oliver in the city in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Not that yeah, there's anything it, wrong with it, but that was our choice. Yeah, I, I get you. Kids in space and all and all of that. Yeah. And and so you're you're continuing along, and then uh, along comes Jamie Fox. Along comes Mr. Jamie Fox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember auditioning. Um, auditioning for that and reading with Jamie. And at the time I had done a music video with R. Kelly that was really popular. And it was back in the day where people called in to request videos. And so I'm sitting in the waiting room with the other actresses and Jamie comes up to me and he goes, you have no idea how many times I requested that video. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, that's a good sign. I may get the job. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a great guy. Uh, oh we did a, we did any given Sunday together, of and it was like did. it was like watching him become a major movie star uh, on that movie because you know it was Al Pacino, yeah, it was yours truly, uh, yeah. and, and uh, LL was Cool J, and mm -hmm. there's so many people that were you're really well known, and that the part that Jamie was up for, everybody, everybody wanted, wanted that part, and. Jamie came on and just within a week, you could see this guy is yeah. going to be a giant movie star. He was already, I mean, a star yeah. you know, television and as a comedian, but it was just, he, he really took over the movie and he, it was fantastic incredible. to watch. He's yeah. incredible. We would rehearse during the week. We would rehearse from Monday through Thursday. We put the show up on its feet and when, you know, we'd rehearse like you would for a sitcom, but when the audience came in, he would feed off the audience so much that it was like doing improv because he would change lines. He would do, it was the most, it was the best sort of education for me. It was like an improv class because he would be so fired up by the energy that he'd get from the crowd that, you know, it was great to watch him sort of like do this thing and he would sit at the piano in between takes and you know do ray or play you know these incredible pieces and you're like who is this guy he's yeah. not just a stand-up you know what i mean yeah. he's just incredibly talented yeah it, he does so so many things and doesn't yeah. not just well but and like it's really kind of a brilliant genius way. he's just at so so fast yeah and very genuine too very genuine and uh, in the middle of that all that he would travel across the country on the weekends and do stand-up and then he'd come back with the craziest stories though i mean you know the women the booze all that happened in two days <laughs> how is that possible yeah there was yeah. A, there, there had 
it's obvious to ask. And was there a romance between the two? <laughs> we loved each other so much. There was definitely a lot of chemistry, but we had made a pact that we weren't going to jeopardize our jobs, mm. you know, and do anything foolish. And then we hate mm. each other and we still have to mm. work and we lose the chemistry. Mm. So that was a really smart thing we did on our behalf. And then two weeks before we wrapped uh, the show, I got engaged and he was like, you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, Fox. <laughs> I fell in love. Hey, Dennis Quaid here. You may know that I'm a musician and a huge music fan, and I want to tell you about a new podcast that I discovered. I've been listening to Eric Krasno Plus One, a podcast hosted by Grammy Award-winning guitarist and producer Eric Krasno. I love the interviews. They go deep with musicians, and you hear stories of life in the studio, life on the road. <laughs> Those are really good, or bad, depending on which side of the story you're on. You got stories with bandmates and all the other shenanigans that go on behind the scenes. On Plus One, Eric has candid conversations with legendary musicians, many who are also his friends. And at the end of each episode, Eric plays a favorite track from his guest. So it's great for discovering new music, too. On Plus One, Eric has candid conversations with legendary musicians, many who are also his friends. And at the end of each episode, Eric plays a favorite track from his guest. So it's great for discovering new music, too. Eric's talked to people like Dave Matthews, Marcus King, Chris Robinson, and upcoming episodes feature conversations with John Mayer, Questlove, Derek Trucks, Phil Lesh, and so many more. So take a listen to Eric Krasno Plus One. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcast. Hi, Dennis Quaid here. Hey, we all have tough days and things that interfere with our happiness or achieving our goals. If you are looking to better yourself, then you should look into BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. BetterHelp evaluates what you need and connects you to your very own licensed professional therapist. You'll be connected in less than one day, and you can send messages to your counselor anytime, day or night. This is not self-help, but it is professional counseling from the comfort of your own home. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you could schedule your own weekly video or phone sessions. Confidential, convenient, professional, and affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com Quaid. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash Quaid. Uh, but, do you uh, still see yeah. Jamie every, I, every once in a while? Every once in a while we hang out. I'll either go to his house, I brought my kids. He's always having parties. He yeah. is so genuine. And I'm actually really happy that nothing romantic ever happened because our friendship now is, means the world to both of us you know yeah yeah it, it it's it's amazing to have uh 
a friendship like that between a man and one. Or, well, it's the old when Harry met Sally right. uh, story. Right. That it can men and women uh, just be friends. Right. It's definitely uh, possible. Well, I know that must have been very difficult for him. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but now sure you're both, way. but hey, now you're We're both, both single. single. <laughs> you're both single. I know, but it would be weird now. Talk about when Harry met Sally. <laughs> That's true. One of my favorite movies, by the way. Um, yeah, no, I think we're in different places. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really great. I um, I produced this movie and, uh, you know, he supported it and actually helped fund it. So he's a great, he's a great, great friend. Oh, yeah? What yeah. was that? Um, Tell me about Lalo, that. Yeah, it's called Lalo's House. And it deals with, it's a heavy topic. It deals with sex trafficking. And... Um, it was a story that we shot in Haiti and we also shot in LA. It's about these two little girls that get kidnapped and they wake up and they're in an orphanage and the nun, and I play the nun, and the nun who is running the orphanage is actually running a sex trafficking ring and she's in jail right now in Haiti. And this little movie, I tell you, it's a 25 wow. minute short. This is a true story. It's a true story. We yeah. won so many awards for it in festivals, and our director won a Student Academy Award for it. Wow. So it was really powerful, and it's just, uh, you know, it's happening everywhere. It's not just a Haiti thing. It's not just a rural thing. Yeah. Um, it's really something that we need to, everybody needs to be aware of. Yes, it, that that is really true. And it's, it's uh, very prevalent at, in places like Haiti, which, which is the poorest economy in the Western Hemisphere, and it, you know, it uh, desperation leads to yeah a lot of things that it just I was uh, I was down in the Dominican Republic just next door uh, right. this this last year making a film down there, and uh, uh, my heart goes out to yeah the people down there. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a tough road. Uh, I, was, I was interviewing. Uh, uh, Albert Pujols, who is who is from there, and I went to the oh, Bate, okay. the Bates, and the sugarcane workers that uh, that are down there. And it's 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 a it's, it's another tough. life, it's yeah, another, it's yeah, another yeah, life, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it's great that you're you still stay, you know, connected. staying with your roots and staying connected to all 100%, that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You can't forget where you come from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing anything else? Besides being an actor, does um, a kid ever come to you? Your mom was a nurse, right? Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to be a journalist. I don't know why. I mean, I love interview, like talking to people because I'm curious about people. Yeah. And people, people reveal to me, Dennis, the craziest things. Like, I'll meet someone and they'll tell me about like a sexual position, and I'll be like, um, I just said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> people reveal well, all kinds of things to me. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no. I'm idea. not gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> but, but you know, so I. Why do you have this effect on me? I don't know what it is. Every time I, I see no you, idea. I just we just start laughing. <laughs> we have a good time, but I yeah. think uh, you know. So being a journalist or something having to do with entertainment, entertainment and you know interviewing people with people, connecting with people is really what I love. Well, with everything that you've done in your life, I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah. Thank you. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something on. up my sleeve. You go on your acting career and modeling, I guess, kind of put to the side. You had a on the cover of Playboy, actually, even back then. 
The, how was how was that doing that? That was really interesting. <laughs> that was really interesting. They had come to me before, and it didn't seem right. You know, timing is everything. They came to you what while you were doing the Jamie Foxx? Uh, while you were, were while I was sort of modeling, transitioning into into acting, and it just right. didn't seem right for me at the time. And then when they came back around again, I felt like I was going through infertility. Uh, issues at the time trying to get pregnant with the twins so I was really down on my body and I was really feeling bad that I couldn't get pregnant and it was just a I was just in a weird mind space and then as I thought about it and Playboy came around I said you know I should honor my body I should change my mindset and you know a girlfriend of mine was pregnant and I used to get like not jealous but just envious of my friends that were getting pregnant really easily So then a friend of mine, uh, I said, I have to change my mindset. A friend of mine got pregnant and I was like, you know what? I want to throw you a baby shower because I really felt like I I believe in energy and universe and all that stuff. So I thought I really need to have it changed. So then Playboy came back around again and I thought, this is a way to honor my body. This is a way to um, be okay with how I look, what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I spoke to my husband at the time and he wasn't really for it but I talked him into it <laughs> and uh you know it's kind of so he talked that. you talked him into it I not, talked him, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was like oh. I don't know if you should do it and so then I talked him into it and then um so at the time I was still doing infertility treatment so I had yeah. to be around and with playboy they were like so excited to have me they were they said you know you can shoot it anywhere you want in the world you can have you can choose the photographer you can um obviously have whoever you want to do your makeup and hair so then because of my infertility my my glam team was so excited they're like oh my god where should we go should we go to switzerland should we go to africa should we go to we ended up going to long beach Down in the LBC. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exotic I, LBC. <laughs> I had to stick close to the close to LA for my uh, fertility treatment. <laughs> I, I still owe them one. I still owe them one. So we shot it yeah. on the Queen Mary. <laughs> yeah. in, so, in the LBC. Um, for you were in fertility treatments. You're talking about ICSI or uh, we were doing, um, you know, uh, where you transfer the eggs and the whole thing. Yes, you know, I did the same thing with my twins too. Did you? Which I think yes, uh, which I think we talked about that was, uh, uh, and uh, that's a tough it's, thing. You've got your beautiful boys. And, yes, uh, thank you, God. Yeah, they were fantastic. They would come to the set. Thank you. Uh, we were doing that. And <laughs> you could just tell just how devoted you are to them. And uh, they're oh. just the sit in the center of your of your world. They're real. I mean, you know, I, I never wanted to phone it in. And that's funny because when I was doing the Jamie Foxx show, Oliver, my oldest, was little. And I remember Jamie used to go, wow, you're really doing this. Because I wouldn't have a nanny. He'd come to set with me, you know, do the whole thing. You know, I take it seriously. I figured this is my shot at being a mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Before you know it, they're going to be out of the house. Right now, I'm kind of ready for them to be out of the house because we've been quarantined. But other than that, <laughs> um, mm. um, you know, they go up so fast, you know. I mean, just yeah. back in, you know, you know how it is. Right. So, but I enjoy it. I enjoy being a mom. And then your older son, he lives in 
He lives in Los Angeles? Or, no, he no or longer he? lives in L.A. He's in Vegas now. What What was it that pulled apart your your first marriage? When you did the Playboy... Uh, no, when I did the Playboy, it was cover. with Mike. It was Mike with my twin's dad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you were going yeah. through fertility treatments. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, my God, is but, that Peaches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Peaches. <laughs> Peaches is a hoot. Peaches loves bacon. Yeah, she was <laughs> the set on dog. The set. That's right. Yeah. She loves bacon or anything that has uh, flavor. That that clucks or moves or, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I love seeing peaches well, every day. You would bring peaches to the set. You uh, met your second husband then. Your your first marriage ended at, at about. Um, uh, oh, I don't even know the uh, the time frame, but. Um, Oliver was three. Yeah. Oliver was three years old. Yeah. And so you were a single mom, and then uh, along came your second Uh, husband. Yeah. Where, uh, when Oliver was seven. So that was about four years. Yeah. So Oliver was seven. So was that like love at first sight, or what? No, we actually were friends. We were friends. And he he was a young agent at CAA, and he reached out to my then manager and said, you know, I'd love to have lunch with her. And my manager goes, don't ask her out. Everybody asks her out. <laughs> like, like, do you want to be her agent or do you want to date her? Like, right. <laughs> and so we, the three of us ended up having lunch and I just thought he was really smart and knew the industry. And so we became friends. So we were friends for about a year, a little over a year. And then one day he invited me to a barbecue and we went to the barbecue and he kissed me out of the blue. And that sort of changed oh. everything. Wow. Yeah, the old barbecue. After a, after a year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was actually That's dating all... someone else, and we were just friends. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And you guys were together for? Um, together almost 11 years. Almost 11. nine that's, years that's married. Really, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a long yeah, it's a long, long time. time. Yeah. Especially in Hollywood. Yes, it is. Some might consider that a success. I yeah. guess it's a <laughs> success. Well, I was married for 13 years twice. Okay, okay. So, well, not that married. Is a success, married, right? but I was saying you know, both of the marriages were like around the 19 year thing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And so, success in a way that uh, uh, beautiful kids. Because of it. Exactly. And you yeah. know what? I, I believe in everything happens for a reason. And, and, and it's part of the journey. You know? It's part of my journey. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I don't regret anything. Because um, I feel like if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I am now. So Yeah. But the, the breakup of relationships is so... It's hard. Oh, gosh. It's so painful. Especially, it's so hard. Especially when you have little kids. And yeah. it's not like you can... You know, forget the person. The person's in your life for the rest of your life. Yeah, and it's also it's the the publicness of it, which that's know, huge. When you're an actor, yeah, it's I I know from uh, you know the stories and what I read that, that yeah, yours was kind of uh, kind of famous in in its own way of uh, yeah of the. <laughs> I think you said an email or a text or something like that. I did. You know, a woman scorned. I had just found out and I sent an email and that exposed the, you know, what was going on. And uh, that made it public. But, you know, I think whenever, you know, you're famous um, and you've been famous for a very long time that 
even anybody you go out to dinner with becomes a relationship in the public eye. You know, you may have just dated somebody, you know, for a week or two weeks and, and I'm not a big dater. So when I date someone I, and it gets out there in the public, it becomes a thing, whether it lasts yeah. or not. Yeah. They're going to get their snapshot. Really yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but uh, you are fabulously single. <laughs> yes, Dennis. No. Yes. What do you going to do about on, it? <laughs> and on, uh, and on housewives. And I've been, I've been watching the show. Oh my God. Oh uh, gosh. I, every episode, your fashion, your Thank flair. You. And, and how, how do you feel like you, you fit in? Um, I think I feel you're the first woman of color who is on, uh, how about that? Uh, how about that? Whatever about that, that means. Whatever yeah. that means. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's definitely about time. Cause I think we're in every zip code, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm happy to be the one. I also, I really wanted to come and just be me. I was, I didn't want to be, you know, what people perceived a black woman to be. I didn't want to come in with an attitude that, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. I really just wanted to be me and get to know the women. You're I very, you're very open. You're, you're yourself. I can tell you this. You're, you are very authentic. I and say way You're too just much. an authentic person <laughs> Thank you. to begin with. Is there, uh, did you, you must have been intimidating though. Oh God, of course. I've never done reality before. I've been asked over the years, never wanted to do it, to have cameras in my house, to have cameras in my car, to have my kids mic'd, you know, is a totally different world. And, uh, you know, it's... It, Were they for it? You you doing the show? My kids? Well, they didn't yeah. know the show. And when yeah. I told them, uh, my son Jax is all about getting cash. He was like, are we getting paid? I'm only in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted to know if he was getting paid right away. Um, yeah. How much of the show is uh, scripted and how much is... None because you have it. to come up... None. None. But that was do the they come up with the part. scenarios at all? No. The only thing they do is they get us together. And then they, well, I noticed that they, they, you kind of, they have these games that uh, are the kind of the go-to thing to sort of incite drama, it seems. Right. So in that way, maybe it's a little scripted in that. No, not at all, because that's us coming up with it. And that was one of the things that I was so surprised about is that the fact that it wasn't, it. I thought it'd be more scripted. It's really like we give our schedules for the month and then they decide who they're following but then, you know, they'll say, oh, Garcelle, you and Denise are going to go have lunch. And that's really it. Yeah. You know, Denise would like to have you over for lunch. And then I go to Denise's house and then we end up talking about the other women. which <laughs> Right. Of course. Which we and do. so when you go over to, to Denise's house for yeah. lunch, it's not, it's, 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 it's not something like you have like pre-talks about like on the phone no, the no. night before or no, anything not, like that really you just to, go in cold yeah because yeah, yeah. they want to capture every every little thing that goes with that exactly. i would guess right yeah yeah they don't uh, really want us talking outside of the show you know because they want to get it on camera because if something gets resolved and they don't have it how do they explain it right yeah. so denise richards and i we've been friends for over 20 years um so, you know, she's a great girl. She's mm -hmm. gone through a lot, obviously. Yeah. With Charlie You've got to have similar, similar circumstances with the modeling and with, the, with acting yeah. and, the, and the kids. And public and divorces. And public divorces. And, yeah. Exactly. Right. So, and Denise is a great girl. So um, she sort of was my introduction into the housewives with the women. 
And, you know, Lisa Rinna, I've known, everybody knows Lisa Rinna, Harry Hamlin, you know? Um, So it's been really interesting to get to know the women. And whenever you get eight strong, modern uh, women who say how they feel, there's bound to be drama. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever feel like when you're on the set there and you, you know, you're in the middle of the scenes, do you ever find stuff coming out of your mouth that, oh, I wish I could take that back? 1,000%. (laughs) (laughs) I have said way too much in the first three episodes that I planned on. Yeah, because, you know, but I feel like for me, it's got to be organic, you know? And so if somebody asks me a question, I'm going to answer it. Right. And, uh, you know, I've shared about my kids finding my vibrator, which, you know, thank God my kids are not watching the show, <laughs> but maybe their friends will. Oh, really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm not sure about anything, honestly. Oh, heck, you know, it's all, it's all just life. We're grown-ups. You know, we're, we're grown-ups, grown-ups. In, the, in that sense. Well, I have to ask, is there, is there anything that you would like to share with us that maybe it's <laughs> the rest of America would like to hear. waiting to hear. I'm waiting for you to fix me up with someone, Dennis. That, that's well, what you're supposed to be doing. We could do that. Maybe we could do that on the show, but you're already finished uh, shooting. I guess we'd have to save next that for season. next season, but exactly. you'll probably have somebody. Well, I think Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> that's my choice. All right. All right, I would really that. love to get that one going again. <laughs> oh my God, the two of you are the greatest. <laughs> but it must be having a blast. So when does uh, the next season start? Um, well, now because of quarantine, we don't know. I know we have our reunion coming up June 26th. So hopefully we don't have to do that, you know, virtually like everybody else is doing everything virtually. So hopefully mm. we'll be able to do that in person. But I would think somewhere around August, we'll start up for the next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and you know, how long, how long do you shoot? What is it like? Three months? Yeah, about three months. Shooting? Yeah, yeah, about three months. But do any, do, do any of the the housewives like see each other or talk to each other in the off season? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe the other girls do. I mean, Denise and I stay in touch, and we have a group, yeah. we have a group chat that every now and then we'll just say hi. Like um, we just got five thousand uh, masks, and we donated to a hospital, so we communicate. Oh, that's on great! That. But other yeah. than that, not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. How how are you handling the quarantine? By the way, oh, I'm ready to be out. It's hard. I mean, Everybody I'm always is. on the go. It's really hard. Um, for me, the one constant that we've been able to do, my ex and I, is that the kids still do a week with me and a week with him, because otherwise it wouldn't be fair to one parent to have them. Not fair or sane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough when I have the kids, you know, it's a lot of cooking, it's a lot of cleaning, making sure they're doing their schoolwork, trying to get them to spend time with me, which they don't want to do because they only want to yeah. play video games with their friends. And then when I don't have them, it's trying to occupy my time and not you know, going to a negative and not being lonely. It's, it's a balance, but the fact that we're all in it together is a little bit of a, it makes it a little easier to swallow. Well, it's nice having a job waiting for you on the other side of it. 100%. And I started my own podcast, by the way. So that's been great to be able to do. Yeah. Well, if you want me on yours, I'd be most delighted. I would love To do a quid pro quo as (laughs) 
So I, 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 I like, would love it. And by the way, Dennis, it's called going to bed. It's called going to bed with Garcelle, so you'd have to come to bed with me. <laughs> this is this is my this is my only chance to uh to be like one of those rag sheet journalists, as it were. So. <laughs> exactly. Is there anybody is there anybody on Housewives that you don't get along with? Um well Or I found it difficult to get to know. Um, I wouldn't say difficult to get to know. My thing is, you know, if you're getting to know someone, it should be a two-way street. And I've, right. I've made an effort to try to get to know everybody. And there's, a, you know, there's one in particular that didn't do the same. So Who was the hardest nut to oh, crack? Oh, God. Oh, God, Dennis. <laughs> you're going to get me Because everybody winds up just loving you. It's impossible <laughs> not to. Uh, well, thank you. Um, you know, Kyle Richards, I felt like, we got along, but I felt like she never went any deeper with me. She never really got to know me or ask mm. me any personal questions. So we're, we're going to wait till the reunion. Apparently, she said in the press, shots fired. Let's wait until the reunion. So here we go. Really? Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Some offhand comment, which turns out to be. Mm. Right? Yeah. And Andy, I, I, I just love Andy. Oh, Andy yeah, is yeah, awesome. Gone. Got, and I was on his, I was on his show like what three times, and I can't believe what came out of my mouth. Oh, he gets you to <laughs> uh, say things, right? I don't know how he does that. He gets you to yeah. say things. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. But well, I would love for you to come to bed with me, Dennis Quaid. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know your girl. She's fantastic, but my yeah, podcast is right. going. <laughs> My podcast is going to bed with Garcelle. Okay. You got to come to bed. All right. Me. All right. You heard okay. that, right, Annie? Yeah. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> By the way, I knew you guys had great chemistry the moment I met her and saw you guys on set. Um, you can feel it. Yeah, that was very early on, and we, you know, we we missed getting married. We were going to get married in Hawaii because uh, <gasps> at, on April. We were April the the fourth. We were we were going to get married, Aww. and uh, so we missed that. But oh, we've got other plans too. I'm sure you do. That's fantastic. Coming up there. Yeah, good. good. Which I'll share with you later on. Awesome. But anyway, gosh, you're the greatest. I just I adore you. Once again, it's it's like you're my favorite guest because you just Thank you. you just make me smile and laugh, <laughs> and you just really brighten the day. Just. Thank you. By your own light that comes out of you. Oh, I love that. Thank yeah. you, Dennis. God I adore you. you. I adore you. I miss you, too. Uh, Thank you for having me on your show. I'm honored. Say hello to your boys. And I will. Good luck, and may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Dennis. See you later, sweetheart. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Denisons. Please make sure to rate, review, and of course subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered straight to your podcast player. Hey, and make sure to tune back in next week. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy 
You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.